everyone. Welcome back to Digital Dialogue. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Scott. On this week's episode, we have Colleen with us again. Hi, guys. (laughs) And we're going to be sharing some helpful tips and also share, like, how Colleen juggles multiple clients and their varying needs and wants throughout, you know, multiple projects. But before we dive into that, here's our social media minute for the week. So Facebook launches new photo and video transfer tool, a first step in data portability. So Facebook's announced that they are launching a new tool which will allow people to transfer their Facebook photos and videos over to Google Photos. According to Facebook, at Facebook we believe that if you share data with one service, you should be able to move it to another. That's the principle of data portability, which gives people control and choice while also encouraging innovation. Today, we're releasing a tool that will enable Facebook users to transfer their Facebook photos and videos directly to other services, starting with Google Photos. Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, given their history with some data leaks in the past, um, it sounds like they're starting off small with this, but overall, like, a good move. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't really even think about how it's not that easy to transfer photos, but it's getting faster and easier to transfer stuff, that's for sure. Should be better because there's many different types of platforms, and it's just better to have uh, one system that controls. Yeah, definitely. Very true. So for my story, I had Twitter has released their marketing calendar for 2020 with every major holiday and event. And we talked about this time last year about the same thing. So it's kind of weird that a year has already gone by. But here we are. Um, So they gave just your run-of-the-mill every holiday and major event. They also gave you some uh, hints and tips such as keep short, short and sweet, obviously, and condense your tweet copy to its core message or hook and limit yourself to one or two hashtags and keep videos between 6 and 15 seconds. There you go. Yep, little helpful hints. Yeah, we'll definitely have to apply that (laughs) to our Twitter strategy. Okay, so when it comes to account management here at Yelling Mill, there are many challenges to keep each project on a very specific deadline. Um, There are obvious factors that consider such a lack of communication, but there are also internal and external elements that can cause a project to derail, but we want to help you avoid all of that. Um, So we're here with Colleen, who is... um, does it all pretty much, right? Would yeah. you say? Yeah, of all trades. <laughs> yeah, yes. I like to say that. <laughs> so you have a lot of, um, obviously our account manager, Susan, she works directly with clients, mm-hmm. all the clients that we work with. But you too talk to clients directly throughout the day all the time. Yeah, so Susan and I, you could say, talk differently to the mm-hmm. client, whereas more so she'll like, be the one setting up the meetings, like, yeah. always emailing them back, whereas me, like, it depends what part of the stage of the project that we're on. Um, but once it gets towards more the, you know, populating stage and the uh, launching stage, and actually even beforehand, I get questions about content even when they're in the design phase. Yeah. Um, it's all just about, like, seeing who's the most important mm-hmm. at the certain stage. So if someone's in launch, I want them to be done, like... If someone's in populating, I need to, like, manage between projects and, like, focus on who needs to be done this week. And then, mm-hmm. okay, I can put them done later down the week. And if not, maybe push them to next. Like, Yeah, it's all about prioritizing. Mm-hmm. Um, so because, like you said, you mentioned that you populate. And that's, like, 
probably the key part why you speak with clients directly so much is because they're providing you with the content Mm -hmm. for their site. And I feel like that's a struggle on its own is getting the content from people at times. It's such a struggle. I mean, (laughs) it's um, because someone will say, I want my my website done, redone. And we're just like, okay, do you have the content? Because, you know, a website is based around the content. Mm -hmm. You can't just like make a website placeholder. It's kind of hard to do that when you don't know what the content's really about because that affects the whole design process and everything. Um, so we get into certain stages where we're okay if we know if it's like a general page, that's okay if it doesn't really have content, but getting content from a client can be really hard sometimes because even then they don't know what they need slash want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of where our first step comes in is like determining the specific project details. Mm-hmm. And you and Susan both do that, um, yeah, like you said, in different ways where you're kind of in more detail explaining the exact like scope. Mm-hmm. of what their project entails. And like you said, every site's different. Some people could have a, like multiple pages. Other people could just have a few. Mm-hmm. So that all really depends and affects like how you manage your time. Yeah, because if it's like a one page, I can do that in like not even a day, like within a couple of hours. But that really depends if they have their content together. If they don't, it can take months waiting for the client to get content to us. As opposed to, like, if it's a website, it has multiple pages and they have their website content already settled, I can get that done in a couple of days, depending on how big the project is. Absolutely. So for our second tip, it was kind of similar to what you were talking to. I had a good quote. The project team is a working unit of individual parts sharing mm-hmm. a common goal achieved through the structured application of combined skills. Mm-hmm. So it's obvious throughout the project. Everyone has their own uh, forte and expertise. But once the project gets to you, you're kind of seeing it as a whole. Mm-hmm. So most of the other steps are already done at that point. There's mm-hmm. not going to be that many changes, but still there is that uh, tendency for people to change their mind or stuff like that. So how do you deal with that? So if a client ever wants, like, let's say they're in the populating stage and wants their maybe, let's say, careers or about page redesigned, I always send them back to design because they already approved that in the process mm-hmm. and that's how we do things here at Yelling Mule is just we take it step by step. And if they want to go back on something, well, then they know that they have to go back to the process mm-hmm. because I'm not going to uh, design something when I'm not a designer. <laughs> That's so, so true, yeah. <laughs> um, it's not in my skill set, such as our designers here. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just best to go back so that everyone's notified and up to date with everything. Mm-hmm. So Awesome. Mm-hmm. And that also helps like avoid something we talked about earlier for a quick second. We wanted to mention it to you, the, uh, the bad stuff that happens with score creep, which refers to changes, continuous or uncontrolled growth in a project scope at any point after the project begins. So that we talked about how that can stuff is not properly defined, documented, and like you just said, it can change and you're going to send them back to um, design. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do you think about score creep and how that can really derail a project once things start getting off the rails so whenever something like that like changes come along if I feel like it is out of scope I tend to look at the contract and then I tend to inform the client like this isn't within scope we can extend your deadline go back the steps or we can do this as a post-launch item Mm -hmm. Um, if it's like maybe a quick thing I'll like make sure with our creative director if this is okay but uh, usually I don't want things to get like off track. Um, 
projects. I know there have been projects in the past and, you know, there will be in the future where people change their mind. It's just something that happens. Oh, absolutely. Especially as things come up. And I do think a lot of times, too, when they bring up those concerns and want to change things, mm -hmm. they don't really fully understand how, like you said, that could postpone a launch date. Yeah, and that mm -hmm. can affect budgets. And that exactly. can affect timelines, yeah. like you said. And everything's on a specific deadline. So that score creep and things changing affect that ultimate deadline, which becomes a problem. Yeah, because then we would have to go back, reschedule everything when things need to be ready by, and it may not be best with what the client wants, but if they have changes, then they, as we tell them in the beginning, mm -hmm. if you make any changes, be ready to have an extended deadline. Yeah. So it's smart to always, like when starting off a big project like this, I think it's important for people to always plan for that too. Mm -hmm. um, anticipate that things can potentially change mm -hmm. um but also too and i feel like i'm going to ask this but i feel like i already know the answer because we <laughs> talked about it before but how crucial is monday to your time management <laughs> it's it's very 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 crucial i could say very as many times as i want yeah. um, you use it very efficiently yeah <laughs> i use it very often <laughs> um because it's a great tool, it keeps everything organized, up to date. Mm -hmm. um, it, like if when someone sends me something via email, I just post it on Monday because I'm like, this will keep it organized here a lot. I always tell everyone things get lost in email because they do sometimes. Mm -hmm. I can't Absolutely, even keep yeah. track of my own personal email sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just Monday is so organized well thought out and they're always improving their platform so I always suggest it to anyone yeah it really is I feel like at times if people haven't used it it's a little daunting to take on a whole new platform but they make it so easy yeah. and um, like you said it is great for big projects like this with multiple steps keeps everything like mm -hmm. streamlines everything for sure yeah and the way we have it set up for our clients not going to go into too much detail but we have it like literally step by step mm -hmm. um, and it's like, yeah, clients are going to have questions. We'll answer yeah. them, but uh, it's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, and I think, like you said, too, being transparent throughout everything, I think that helps, obviously, too, with um, to anticipate any changes or mm -hmm. problems that might occur, because they always do. Um, Monday's a great like tool for that. Yeah, and when I start populating, I let the client know, first and foremost, about if they make these changes, we're going to have to go back. So mm -hmm. I'm very straightforward. Just so I like don't want to beat around the bush or anything like that. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Thank this you, Colleen. Very of course. And insightful. Yes. Of um, we'll be posting a blog post too that goes a little bit more detail about how to like manage your time and especially working on like big projects with multiple clients. So keep an eye out for that and tune in next week for a new episode.